Hello everyone and welcome to episode 95 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode we are going to talk about one of the most famous detectives in the history of literature, of stories. Of course we are talking today about Sherlock Holmes. Uh, before we jump into the full episode though, I just want to say first of all, apologies, sorry for the uh, the short break in episodes, there was a, a little week between episodes um, and basically yeah, I've just had a lot going on, I've been a little bit unorganised and so I fell behind with a few things, we've had a lot going on with the, the new course and a few other little projects that uh, at the moment I can't tell you about but I will let you know about very soon, some, some pretty cool and exciting stuff, so yeah, apologies for the delay but we are back in rhythm we are back with episodes three episodes a week uh, and so yeah um what else was I going to say before we get into the episode? Oh yeah, of course, the, the private learners group. So uh, if you are a fan of this podcast and you would like to connect with other listeners of this podcast, connect with other people who are also learning English just like you and connect with me and Olivia uh, so you can chat, ask questions, share recommendations and things like that. Well, I've started a private learners group specifically for those purposes. So if that's something that sounds interesting to you, then you can join our group for free. Uh, all you need to do is click the link in the description wherever you are listening to this episode and you'll be able to download the app and join the group. It's all free and very simple and easy to use. So um, yeah, hope to see you in there soon if you haven't joined us already. And hello to all of our, our private group members who are listening today. So uh, yeah, let's get into the full episode. So Sherlock Holmes was not the first ever fictional detective, but he's probably the best known. There are over 25,000 different adaptations, different versions of the stories, from films to television to plays to magazines to books. Um, in fact, the Guinness World Records list him as the, the most portrayed literary human character in film and television history. So he he is the the you know the the literary character the the made up character right character from a book or from stories uh, that has been represented the most times in films on stage or in different uh, film and television history. So a lot of people have told different versions of Sherlock Holmes' stories. He's been uh, translated into hundreds of different languages and so he's a, it's a character that I'm sure many of you already know uh, quite well. Some of you have probably seen many of the different versions that I'm talking about. Um, and the character and the stories themselves have had a big effect and a big impact on uh, detective stories and writing and even popular culture as a whole um, and of course the original author started the stories but those stories have been continued and adapted by uh, many different authors over the years and so um, well let's talk about Sherlock Holmes. So Sherlock Holmes obviously is a fictional detective created by the British author Sir Arthur, Arthur, sorry, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle um, and Sherlock 
Sherlock Holmes refers to himself as a consulting detective. Um, it's pretty much what we would understand today as a private detective, right? He's a detective, but he works for himself. So um, he's he's well known for his observation, his knowledge of science, um, his ability for logical reasoning and deduction. So to be able to look at a situation and think about all of the different logical possibilities, all of the different things that could have happened and remove all of the possibilities that well all of the all of the things that weren't possible all of the things that couldn't have happened and then from that try and derive an answer or a conclusion to uh, whatever he's looking at whatever he's trying to figure out and so um, yeah that's he's what he's kind of known for and obviously he investigates all kinds of different cases for a wide variety of different clients uh, including the police and different government officials and things so Sherlock Holmes first appeared in print um, in 1887 in a story called A Study in Scarlet um, and the, the character's popularity first became what well, he first became popular uh, with a series of short stories in the Strand magazine um, so they started a few years later in 1891 the initial story got a good reception but it wasn't until these these series of short stories that were been told in this magazine that he started to um, to really get popular um, and so there were yeah, a series of different stories and, uh, well, full books and short stories uh, that appeared until 1927. Uh, there were four novels, four stories, full, full books in total and about 56 short stories. Um, and most of them are set in the Victorian or Edwardian eras between about 1880 and 1914 um, and so most of the stories are actually narrated by the character of Sherlock Holmes's friend who is of course Dr John Watson uh, and he usually accompanies Sherlock Holmes during his investigations and obviously for a large part of the stories they live together in their infamous little flat of 221B Baker Street in London where most of our our stories begin. Uh, I should just note here as well that the actual address 221B Baker Street doesn't exist, although a lot of people have tried to send letters and fan mail and different things to that address. Those letters addressed to that address now they go to uh, they go to the Sherlock Holmes Museum, I believe. So. so let's talk a little bit about the inspiration for the character. So I mentioned earlier that Sherlock Holmes wasn't the first a fictional detective to exist, although because of his popularity a lot of people do believe he was the first fictional detective. Um, it was actually Edgar Allan Poe's um, Auguste Dupin, Dupin? I don't know how you actually pronounce that properly, but um, anyway, he is the he was acknowledged as the first uh, detective in fiction uh, and kind of served as the kind of basis for lots of different characters, including Sherlock Holmes. So uh, this character from Edgar Allan Poe was also uh, cited as being um, one of the inspirations. Uh, in fact, um, Arthur Conan Doyle once said that uh, basically detective stories wouldn't really exist without Edgar Allan Poe, so he believed that the whole genre owed a certain debt, let's say, owed something to, to Edgar Allan Poe and his 
um, and his character there. Um, but Arthur Conan Doyle also said quite a few times that Sherlock Holmes was inspired by another real-life person, uh, a person called Joseph Bell, who was a surgeon at the Royal Infirmary of Edinburgh, uh, someone that uh, Arthur Conan Doyle actually met in 1877, uh, and he worked with him, and uh, yeah, basically he said that this guy, Joseph Bell, was um, kind of similar, let's say, he was sort of, he was able to draw these broad conclusions, able to kind of um, analyse a situation very quickly from just kind of looking at um, a few of the kind of pieces of basic information, and so, um, yeah, his his intelligence, let's say, was in part uh, the inspiration for for Sherlock Holmes. And so um, I'm not going to talk so much about uh, the actual author in this episode. I want to focus a little bit more on, on the actual character of Sherlock Holmes. So let's talk a little bit about his kind of um, early life, I guess, his origins, his family and things like that. So um, most of the stories, you know, they focus on on well on the investigations right so we don't really get so many stories that are focused on telling the the life story of Sherlock Holmes his history and things like that so the details are, are often a little bit vague and they are uh, they're quite scarce they're few and far between so we don't get them very often right um, but we know that he was born in the year 1854 this is the character Sherlock Holmes again he was born in the year 1854 uh, because in one uh, story he was described as being 60 years old uh, and they know that that story was was set in a specific time um we know that there are sisters that he has sisters but it's not particularly clear who they are how many exactly um but we do of course know that he has a brother sherlock holmes has a brother called mycroft holmes um who is seven years older than him and he actually works as a government official and that obviously plays into the stories uh, a lot of times over the years through the through the different stories um and it's said that sherlock holmes kind of first developed his his ability and his methods of deduction and things like that as an undergraduate so when he was studying in university and his um, and then you know as it, in his early earliest cases when he was starting out as a detective when he was kind of working as an amateur and things and and this was um, apparently when he was kind of solving these little mysteries and things for other university students you know something went missing or someone had something stolen or something like that and so um, supposedly that's where he kind of developed all of these skills initially. I mentioned his partner as well obviously he's usually accompanied by Dr John Watson. Uh, John Watson was an ex-army doctor um, and they meet because of financial difficulties basically they're both looking for a place to live in London and they're looking for somewhere affordable and so they're, they're needing to share with someone else uh, and through a mutu mutual friend sorry someone they both know through a mutual friend they are connected and that's when they move in together at 221B Baker Street um, and so um, based on the stories that uh, John Watson assists Sherlock Holmes for about 17 years um, and of course he's not important just because of being his his partner and his kind of assistant at times but he's also as I mentioned earlier it's John Watson who's usually narrating the stories um, he's kind of writing a blog for uh, for people to 
uh, well, to read about the kind of things that they're doing. He believes that, you know, Sherlock Holmes is a pretty brilliant person. And so he starts writing this this kind of blog, these, these, these um, stories about what he's doing for, you know, for the general public. And that's essentially um, what we're reading as the reader. Um, and so, yeah. Obviously, I mentioned that they work with a wide variety of different clients, varying from, you know, average everyday people to powerful monarchs and, and members of different governments and things like that, rich people and all kinds of different people in power and things. Um, initially, he's only really known, Sherlock Holmes is only really known in select kind of professional circles. You had to be uh, you know, in the right circles, you had to know the right people to be able to get access to Sherlock Holmes. But as uh, the stories of what he's doing become more popular, as John Watson's blog becomes more popular, uh, that he starts to become more well known. People start to know about him, know where he lives, know how they can access to him, and things like that. And so he starts to get, um, yeah, all kinds of different people. He starts to work with all kinds of different people on all kinds of weird and wonderful different investigations. And so the original stories written by the original author, by Arthur Conan Doyle, they're actually kind of split into two parts into two kind of time periods if you like so the first set of Sherlock Holmes stories were published between 1887 and 1893 uh, and then uh, the the author the writer actually killed off Sherlock Holmes he uh, Sherlock Holmes actually died in a final battle with the criminal mastermind James Moriarty uh, in a story called The Final Problem published in eight, uh, 1893 um, and yeah basically Conan Doyle said that he felt that he wanted to to be able to focus on other things as well he didn't want to have to just focus on uh, on writing Sherlock Holmes stories but basically um, the the audience wasn't very happy with that basically the reaction of the public was was quite surprising to him and, and to everyone else um, and the the magazine where he was writing these stories the Strand magazine they actually had 20,000 people cancel their subscriptions uh, they had 20,000 people cancel their subscription to this magazine they had thousands and thousands of letters sent in. Uh, the writer Arthur Conan Doyle also had thousands of letters sent to him. Um, and this was really one of the the first recorded cases of you know big public outrage at a at something to do with a fictional character, right? Something that maybe we're a little bit more accustomed to now. If if a big character in in a in a big popular show gets killed off, then lots of people take to Twitter, Facebook, and things to start complaining about people make YouTube videos about it and it's fairly normal now but uh, you know this was kind of the first instance of this happening so there were a few years where there weren't actually any any stories because um, Arthur Conan Doyle had intended to be able to focus on other things and do other stuff as well but because of um, public pressure over a period of eight years he actually then started to to write new stories again and so um, yeah he wrote a new story in 1903 that was called uh, The Adventure of the Empty House it was set um, 
uh, yeah, a few years after, and yeah, this is where Sherlock Holmes kind of reappears and explains to John Watson that he'd kind of faked his death to fool his enemies and to get rid of some pressure and different things. And then um, yeah, there are a few other stories written up until up until 1927. Uh, so there was actually a brief period between those two periods of writing for eight years where there was no Sherlock Holmes because Arthur Conan Doyle had actually killed off the character, which is something not a lot of people know about. And so one of the reasons that I'm able to make this episode talking about this character is because it's not just the stories and the crimes and the investigations that are famous, it's the actual character and the personality of Sherlock Holmes. He was he was very complex and, and uh, multifaceted person, you could say. He was cold and emotionless at times, often taking little interest in other people, but then he could also be very kind of excitable in a very childlike way um, it, it, throughout the stories they also talk about his his drug use and 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 different things like that uh, he, he was noted to use morphine and sometimes cocaine um, and it, it's, it's important to note at this time that those uh, that cocaine was actually legal in the in England uh, in 19th century England but it wasn't it, it was it was still you know bad it wasn't really something that you should just be taking at home, um, you know, just to relieve the stress like Sherlock Holmes was. But um, the character developed quite a lot over the years. Initially, in the first stories, he was pretty much just a logic machine. There wasn't really much more to him. In fact, in, in the initial stories, uh, John Watson is actually very surprised to know that he's very smart uh, with with regards to some subjects, but there's a lot of stuff that he didn't know. He even um, famously noted that uh, in the initial in the first story, Sherlock Holmes didn't know that the Earth revolved around the Sun, that the Earth travelled around the Sun, and he said that that was uh, useless information, that it didn't matter to him, that didn't affect him, um, you know, with, with, with what, he was, what, what he was doing. So he knew about the law, he knew about chemistry, he knew about geography, he knew about botany, about plants and different things like that, um, but yeah, uh, there was a lot of other things that he didn't actually know. But obviously over the years, throughout the different stories, the character himself starts to develop and he develops a lot more kind of personality and becomes the complex and interesting person that we know today. Sherlock Holmes has also received a lot of different honours. There are a number of different trains that were named after him in London. There are several streets in London that have been named after him or parts of the story or different locations in the story and things like that. There are several statues around the world uh, of Sherlock Holmes and he even has an honorary fellowship from the Royal Society of Chemistry for his use of forensic science and unsurprisingly he is the first fictional character, the first person who isn't actually real to receive an honorary fellowship from uh, a university, from the Royal Society of Chemistry. So yeah, that's quite interesting as well, he's received all these different honours through the years. And so finally, there are of course a number of different quotes and different things that people like to quote from the stories, but there's quite an interesting one that has probably become the most famous quote, and that is the phrase, elementary, my dear Watson. Elementary just meaning very simple, very basic, right? It's uh, elementary school is another word for like preschool or nursery school or something like that. If something is elementary, it's very, very basic. Uh, and so lots of people say 
elementary, my dear Watson, um, believing that they're quoting Sherlock Holmes, but it's actually something that he's never said, uh, this entire quote. He's used the word elementary, uh, and he's said, my dear Watson, he's called uh, Watson, my dear Watson, as a kind of term of endearment, a term of affection, but he's never said the phrase elementary, my dear Watson. So it's, uh, it's very interesting because this is a phrase that a lot of people say, a lot of people know, but a lot of people don't realise that it's actually not a real quote. Something we all recognise to be a Sherlock Holmes, but he never actually said it in any of the original stories, at least. And so, yeah, like I mentioned at the beginning, Sherlock Holmes has been portrayed in over 25,000 different variations from plays to movies to books and all kinds of different things. Uh, I think in modern day, one of the most popular versions is usually the version that Benedict Cumberbatch did, um, the BBC version, and I think that that's definitely one of my favourite versions. They seem to spend a lot of time developing the stories and the characters. It's very well made. Um, um, obviously, both Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman, who plays John Watson, are both absolutely fantastic actors. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the actor who plays John Moriarty, uh, Moriarty as well is also uh, yeah really good actor just in general really good series um, there is also of course the Robert Downey Jr. films um, and there are a lot of people that do like these but there are also a lot of people that don't like them um, and usually people say that this isn't a very authentic version of Sherlock Holmes because it's, it's very kind of violent there's lots of fighting and things like that and it's more of like an action version uh, like an action film version, but um, to be fair to them, you know, uh, the actual character of Sherlock Holmes was well known for being very strong, uh, much stronger than he would appear because he wasn't a very big guy, but he was uh, no noted to be very strong, uh, and he was also known to be a very good boxer. He had good technique and knowledge of, you know, uh, some, some fighting techniques and some boxing techniques, and so, um, you know, it wasn't actually that um, it, it wasn't like it wasn't uh, an unauthentic version it was just a different version and I think that's what's really cool about the Sherlock Holmes character is that there's so much of the source material but there's also so many different other stories that have been written by other authors you know some of them officially kind of verified and others that are just you know essentially kind of fan stories but there's so many different versions and because Sherlock Holmes is such an interesting character but there's so many parts of his life that we don't know about from the original source material it's meant that there's been so many different people that can create all these different versions and different side stories and and all these different kind of things you know recently Netflix released Enola Holmes which is one of Sherlock Holmes's sisters um, there was also a um, a Netflix series I can't remember the name of it now but it focused on uh, a group of young kids that lived in in Victorian London um, and they live they're living in the time of Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes isn't actually the main character in this series he's actually kind of a side character um, but yeah there's been all kinds of different interesting versions and so I think I think that's one of the really cool things about the characters there's so many different ways that you can portray him so there's kind of something for everyone so um yeah that's pretty much everything that i wanted to talk about in regards to sherlock holmes today so um if you have a favorite version of sherlock holmes i would love to hear from you what's your favorite version do you like 
the Benedict Cumberbatch version? Do you like the Robert Downey Jr. version? Maybe you like one of the other versions? Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear from you guys. So um, yeah, please let me know. Get in touch if you have any thoughts. As always, if you have any thoughts about the podcast or suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to get in touch. You can contact me through the private learners group or you can contact me on Instagram at Unlocking British English or you can email me unlockingbritishenglish at gmail.com. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next one.